I think a lot of it is cosplay. <laughs> and then whatever the rituals are, see, they seem to have a lot of steps, the rituals. I guess I, I wouldn't know. Uh, my, I mean, my brother was a Satanist as a teenager, but it's a, it's a fairly loose conglomeration and it's open to quite a bit of interpretation. So it, it depends on the context. <laughs> I love it. You're like, my brother was a Satanist. Like, like, you just throw that out there. And I'm like, I've said that. So yeah, so we are having this conversation about if you if you don't have proof of of, of, of a god and you don't have a, a personal epiphany, but even if you do, that's it's personal. Yeah. Then then how then what type of god should you believe in? This is pretty much anyone who's sincerely religious will have something that they consider to be proof that God exists. Right. right? So they'll have circumstances and events in their life that they point to and say, okay, that indicates to me that God is real. And then they've got a framework of beliefs imposed internally or externally that's telling them who God is, what he's like. What I'm saying is that, okay, um, to the extent that you are not able to, like, scientifically demonstrate... Well, provide proof. You, don't, you know, like, yeah. you know, say, uh, you want to know what? We're going to have this conversation in five minutes. Jesus is arriving. Yeah. Uh, these, uh, you know, these people well, okay, so what I'm trying to say is that in in addition to the, the 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 signs that you have taken as proof that God exists, let's agree that mixed in with that is a healthy dose of of belief of faith, right? Um, where we are uh, in it, although we do have some indications that God exists in a certain way, in a certain form, we are also choosing to exert belief in God in a particular way, in a particular form. And to the extent that we're doing that, um, can we agree that it doesn't make sense to believe, to exert belief voluntarily in a bad God? Um, so, well, I mean, so basically you have to qualify what, what God, what bad is. Well, yes, bad I, is, okay, and this is an, a really interesting discussion. Because um, basically, one way to ask, for me, one way to find out, do I believe in a, God, a bad God, is I take the God that I believe in, and I ask myself, could I imagine a better God? Right? And that is treacherous. It's, it's, it's because... It's, it's, it's hyper-treacherous. Um, let, well, I mean, well, let's say, for example, that I'm a, I'm a vindictive person who, who wants people who have hurt me to suffer, right? That in my mind, it's possible that a better God might be one who was actively making people that I don't like suffer. Well, well, so there is a certain amount of subjectivity to this. Right, well, well but, let's, but like, you know, let's take, <clears throat> let's, let's go, let's just take, we can, over, we can simplify that and go into... You know, and we can take our pick. We can go into you know the Norse gods. We can go into <laughs> the Roman Roman god. You know, or yeah. Greek or or the or the Egyptian. We can we can you know Sumerian gods. We can you can turn around and you can say okay, where every god had a, a primary role mm -hmm. and an origin story, mm -hmm. and and the origin stories were meant to endear uh, individuals and then and then to make you know so like Artemis right. So you see the goddess of 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 nature and and the hunt and um and so you you could it was it, you, you 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 distilled 
life and and human qualities into into the gods, and then the god you followed or the god you needed, you would call upon. Mm-hmm. So, like, so if you're turning around, you're saying, "Okay, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Roman, and you know, and I'm a soldier, so I'm going to be all about Mars, right? You know, so I'm going to be all about the god of war, Mars. I think yeah. Mars. Uh, yeah, yep. It was Vulcan. Was it Vulcan? No, it was Mars. It was Mars. And then Vulcan was the uh, the blacksmith. I actually don't know much about Vulcan. I mean, my my mythology is rusty to begin with. I, I appreciate you not taking the bait to jump through that door into the Star Trek verse. We're going to try to have a coherent conversation here. Yeah, I appreciate that because I I know that's what you're. I, your brain biscuits are turning for a minute. <laughs> I can tell. Um, so, because you're gonna you're gonna follow. Uh, a, a line of thought that if in it, that, that that fits your 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 sort of ethos and and be, be, the, to get to the initial comment here that we made, we were talking about I said well you know Satanists now have regardless of the theological let's put aside the theological element this the cultural devil Satan mm-hmm. is uh, uh, you know relatively a bad guy right he's Preying upon individuals, cutting deals, you know, the Faustian deals, right? And and giving people what they want and taking their souls or tempting them into something. You know, in Islam, the devil is shaitan. It's, it's, it's the same thing. Same, same thing, you know. And so, same, same, same book of business. The challenge is, and it's more individual in Islam. So it's like there's a... a Pop, there's, there's a good guy on one shoulder and a bad guy on the other shoulder and they're constantly talking into your ears and the idea is and that's sort of a, a, a externalizing your conscience mm-hmm. and then basically there's a dialogue that goes on right and I'm not going to get into all the funny Arabic words that explain that okay we're just going to take that as an objective truth about Islam it's turned now you have a cultural Satan and it's turned into uh, the idea that Satan is now about individuality and about freedom and about fighting against not only a, like this patriarchal overlord and this bureaucratic system, yeah, which is mirror society, right? <clears throat> and so I go, well, isn't that universal Unitarianism? Is that the same thing? No. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's not. Well, it's like, it's because like an individualistic religion, you know, faith that sort of treats all the other Christian pieces of salad bar and integrates them into one. And then it creates sort of this individualistic unit around the family mm-hmm. and like a, a jamboree, like a, a you know, a hap, like music or happy setting or whatever it is. And I don't, when, when I looked at the, the activities of both churches, mm-hmm. it seems similar. It's children's programs. Yeah individuality and then pulling from these different faith traditions and anchoring them in the in in redefining an idea of one's christianity one's satanism so under individual freedom mm -hmm. and 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 fighting against the bureaucracies of these in one case the churches i don't have any personal experience with modern unitarian universalist churches i do understand the history of it a little bit and it comes from two threads there's the unitarian and there's the universalist right uh, what what universalist means is that ultimately everyone is saved. That's what universalist means. Right. And Unitarian means that 
all threads of belief point to the same source and are equally valid, right? And so those two things historically came together in the Unitarian Universalist Church because there was a confession to the idea that, well, if ultimately everyone is saved, then it doesn't really matter that much what we believe or whether we believe here. So let's all just get together and try to make the best of this, right? I, I actually uh, have a bit of a problem with that. Um, theologically, personally, I lean very universalist. Right. I am not Unitarian. Right. And I so I see a strong distinction between the two. Right. So you, you, you yeah, universalist. There's a thread through all the all the different faiths. That's the the universalist, but the Unitarian is everyone gets saved. Universalist is that everyone gets Universal, saved. Exactly. Unitarian is that all beliefs are essentially equal. All beliefs, right? And, and I think that that's probably cartoonish. I'm sure that the, you know with the, the conversations that take place within that context was is clearly it's better to believe some things than others, okay. right? They, because they have different outcomes in the life that we're living now. Yeah. And I, I do agree with that. In fact, that's kind of the point that I'm trying to make. Right. I mean, I think that, you know, once you, you water down things so much, what, what, then what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And so, so, and I think that, it, that, and you, then you just start to mirror society and it's, it's, it's not necessary. Maybe it is, maybe it is a faith. Um, um, I'm not devaluing or saying it. I'm just saying it looks from an outward, outwardly looking and they look very, very similar, right? To me. Um, it's, it's, Except for the only, I think that I think the, the church is seeing they think they just discard a lot of the societal norms, and then there's a there's, I think there's a very, very passionate about got the goth gothic look and and sort of theater. Right. Well, you yeah, know, they, there, you know, that's so yeah. A lot of there's, theater. There's a subversive aspect to it where you know worshiping Satan is just sort of like edgy and controversial, and it seems fun. Feels exciting. I'll be honest, it seems fun, but I I like from a personal, I just I couldn't. But, but you know, my, I I don't think I could commit to all the shenanigans so, and all the outfits and all that. You know, there's a lot. Seems like there's a lot of show, show personship and 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 theatrics to it. It just seems a lot. My understanding uh, is that Satanists generally they don't worship Satan in the same way that Christians would worship God. Right. They've redefined it. Instead, yeah, what they idea. do is they look up to Satan as a as a as an archetypical role model. And sort of consider him to be a comrade, right, like well, you know, to the extent that they actually believe in a literal Satan, right? Probably they don't, right? Like, well, it's a, it's a, it's, it's. There's a, he's a rebel, you, you yeah. Know, for, a, you know, he, it's a symbol for rebellion, for rebellion. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I went to the University of Unitarian Church, and we sat down, and it just seemed like there was a, just a, it, 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 again, a free for all. And then when you're trying to pin 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 the down the conversation down, there is you can't. No, it's like yeah. we believe in this, we believe in that, we believe, and you, and before you know it, you know, I, I was I was. It's the same thing as like the Moonies. The Moonies, you know, took they they've taken a bunch of different stuff, and they have you know a bit of the Quran, a bit of the Torah, a bit of, and that's the and and you're trying to pin it down to figure out what's going on, and and their whole thing is like integrated marriage, communal living. You know, and, 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 and I mean, there's, there's just seminaries right across the river yeah. from us. Uh, and, uh, we should get a speaker on, that would be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and to, to speak about some of this stuff. And so the problem is, is like you and I, well, I know I'm very specific, right. On, 
my belief system. And I know who I am and what I'm about. Now that doesn't mean it's, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even, I don't evangelize. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't believe in that. Uh, because my faith is very mission specific, my secret in Islam. Uh, and I don't offer proof of anything. Yeah. But I also say like, this is the, the, the I always say this, like we, we have, we know that the prophet exists, peace be upon him, and we know the people around him. And we know there's a, a process to verify who he was and what he was about. And then from there to build upon Abrahamic lineage of the Torah. And that, that's, that's, that's enough for me. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's very there's there's specificity in that line. Yeah. So when it comes to how someone would turn around and, and we in Islam we deal, we're dealing with this right now. I just had a conversation with a colleague of mine on the phone, Israeli Orthodox, and we were talking business and prior to discussing that I said well well we in the middle of the conversation I said well before we move forward let's talk about the recent unpleasantness because I want you to know where I stand uh-huh. with it and is we're talking Israel Gaza and I just said you know I just want to let you know that Hamas is a doomsday cult and you cannot have a doomsday cult running your government uh, and I believe that all of the individuals on, on the news are saying do you condemn Hamas when they bring a Muslim on I said well it's not about condemning Hamas it's about asking the right questions if Islam is nothing else it has a lot of specificity on how to live and there's maxims I talk a lot about this in the podcast and there's a, there's maxims. So you know, there are five pillars, but one of the maxims is how to wage war. Killing innocent people, no killing women, children, no killing old people. And Pierce Morgan, and this was part of the conversation, when Pierce Morgan asked as somebody on, being some Muslim on, on, his, on his news channel, he, he doesn't ask the right question, right, right question. He doesn't ask how, the question is, if you're if there's specificity in waging war, how does Hamas maintain their status as as being Muslim while violating a maxim in Islam? Mm-hmm. And that's really the question that needs to be posed to the generally the people he's had on are are Salafis and Wahhabis. Generally, there's there's, there's quite a few that aren't, and I'm not talking about the activists. Because the activists are approaching this from a different standpoint. They're approaching it from a victim standpoint. And is violence a justified response to political oppression, social oppression, or what they believe to be? And they've and the, and the answer is yes. You know, whether they can have Hamas or not, the answer is yes to them. So so uh, every time a Muslim goes online or on a news channel and does not forward that 
unpacking that maxim, they're doing it not only the service to the to the ummah, they're also diluting the faith to nothingness. See what I'm saying? And so, uh, and and really putting themselves before the faith and before humanity and before dignity of the human person, which is what Islam champions, which is very very strange to me. So, when, you know, the Church of Church of of Satan was right in Poughkeepsie here. Uh huh. Their headquarters. I don't. Is it still? Um. the The head of that church had a house. It burned down. I heard Christian burn it down. down. They yeah. never caught the guy. Uh. Yep. And I, I don't act of violence. I don't know whether that still functions as the headquarters. Uh. You know. Well, it's, it's an empty lot. Yeah. It's just an empty lot. Oh, now. Okay. I passed so, it. I, I went so nobody lives there. Well, yeah. there's no house. There's nothing. It was it was an empty lot. I, I remember passing it, and it said Satan's way, and then the way to hell was the walkway. It's really funny. Interestingly, uh, the house right down the street um, uh, on the on the the, the big lot uh, between the two, like uh, Stuyvesant and West Chestnut, that mm. apparently at one time was the headquarters of the Rosicrucian Society. Oh my God! Here, yeah, really, yeah. Huh. What we have, this is, I mean, we're laden with steeples and churches. I mean, if, if it, one of my, one of the hellscapes that is my life is the fact that there's apparently different clocks for all the different Christian faiths and none of them are synced to ring the bells at this, at the same time. It's just outrageous. Come yeah, between eleven and one. There's different noons. Some some bells are on the Julian calendar, and some are, are on the Gregorian it, calendar. It's, it's just out. And some uh, bells are pre-trib. Some bells are post-trib. Oh. Some are mid-trib. So, it, it, it I'm just, talking out of my hat. I know. I know you're <laughs> like we all have we all have mobile phones. We all, it's all the same universal time. You know, and just just everybody needs to sync it up. It's too much now. If they were all ringing at the same time, it would just be an unpleasant cacophony. That's why we can hear the individual tonation. I think that everybody wants to be unique, and this universal Unitarianism is infiltrated all the all the Christian faiths, where everybody wants to just have an individualistic church that celebrates their own stuff. Okay, let's take that as an opportunity <laughs> to circle back to the topic you were talking about. Um, how in Islam there are a set of maxim, maxims that are basically they're universally accepted, and the acceptance of these maxims is what essentially makes a Muslim. Right. Like um, so. So another example. I talk about jihad, but an example is you know Allah uh, uh, likes to likes the male and has messengers. Right. That's a, that's a that's a universal. Right. So you have you know you have Abraham Moses. You know, you have uh, Musa, you know, and so you know, you have all these people that are delivering messages, right? That are, that are, that are, that are messengers up to the last prophet, right? So, so that's the, so that's a maxim. And, and any Muslim globally will go there. Um, I always, but here's the other side. I always say no two Muslims are the same, right? So the problem is that you, you get into shenanigans when you start getting into cultural stuff. 
right? You start getting shenanigans when you start to get to personal beliefs in different schools in Sunnism. There's four schools of jurisprudence, which is mainstream, and there's four schools of uh, in in Shiaism that that of, of those that follow the LBP of the, the, the Prophet's family. So, but aside from that, you you know you're gonna get your your there are masses there are universal beliefs that every Muslim in is, is it embraces and and then and it's not just about war or something like that. There's stuff like okay, we believe in one God, we believe in the Prophet, we believe in you know, stuff like that. So there's there's kind of like a little bit of a strata of okay you know from easy things that are maxims all the way up to like jihad right so stuff like that you know head coverings is one of them you know so what what you know there's there's those that believe that the head job is the only way there's those that believe that uh, modesty is self imposed it's part of the faith um, so to be um, chaste and and it's up to it's up to the person to believe what, what that is. So, remember, so that I just wanted to make sure that they made that sort of distinct distinction. Right. In in English, the um, word that uh, the the word religion comes from the the root of the same word that we get ligament from. It's it's something that binds things together, and. So what makes a religion is a, a set of beliefs that bind a group of people together. And so when, when you're trying to form a religious community, the question is, well, what, what are the things that we have in common that bind us together? And are they enough to keep us together today? Mm. Right? So for something like Unitarian Universalism, uh, the, the the concepts that bind them together probably aren't so much the specific religious tenets that they adhere to, to the extent that they adhere to any. It's more a, cert, a set of ideological beliefs having to do with the fact that everyone is entitled to their belief. And I think that there's probably undercurrents of, for example, nonviolence and things like that, that are woven into that community. And those are the things that hold them together to the extent that they are held together. I don't think that something like that has the sort of visceral strength to bind large groups of people together for long periods of time, right. which is why something like the Unitarian Universalist Church or the Church of Satan, right? Neither of those have carry a lot of weight or, or carry a lot of power through time. And then you have things like certain expressions of Islam or like the Catholic Church, yeah. right? That because they have... Uh, among other things, these core tenets that are um, quite rigid and um, and they uh, universally shared, they, they they do successfully bind these these groups together for a long period of time. Well, I always say that. So there's a tension, yeah, right, yeah, B between on the one hand wanting to respect the beliefs of other people. And, and wanting wanting to to find common values and, and things like that, and wanting to have enough substance within those common values that we are successfully held together in a meaningful way, so that we have a sense of identity and purpose. Yeah. Well, well, obviously, faith is you know, theology, community, and identity, mm -hmm. and you probably could exist in one of those. Two would probably be better, but all three is probably the best mm -hmm. if you're going to be a, in a, a member of a faith group, right? And so, you know, I, 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 I'm my way of being part of the community because I have no Jamaat Kona here. 
is is uh, interacting with the interacting with the Muslim community here, act act you know, on the, acting on the podcast, writing my articles, and then contributing and and with 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 the, the various communities that are locally and 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 I deal with when I go down to DC and stuff like that. So, but so I I don't have the sense of community from. I can walk down the street and just go to the Jamaat Kana, you know. Um, then we do have a, we do have a masjid here. We do have a mosque here, but it's it's more of a, a cultural. It's a different. It's a different matrix. It's it's a, it's a Sunni mosque, uh, and it's um, it's more concerned with ethnicity and social services than it is with with faith. Yeah, that, I, I would consider that, and hopefully I'm not being too unfair here, is to be similar to like the, the local Greek Orthodox Church. And I've attended that church quite a few times, and I really love their expression of faith and tradition and get a lot out of it. But at the same time, it's so ethnocentric yeah. that the question very much it is in play, you know, is this institution meant to preserve Christian values? Or is it meant to preserve Greek values, Greek identity? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's by no means obvious, and which it is. <laughs> well, yeah, I was I was well, I was at a friend like friend's house sitting like I said recently, and 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 his wife's Russian, and we were chatting back and forth, and and I said, well, the, you know the in in Mombarka, the in the masjid in up in in Albany. Right across the street is the Russian Orthodox Church. Like, what do you mean there's Russian Orthodox? I go, oh, it's right there. It's, you know, sometimes I go in there to practice my Pabruski, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I pop in and, and chat a little bit. And, and I'm like, maybe they have some food in here. So um, it's like 90% of my life is chasing meals, you know. Yeah. And so um, and uh, and so I was referring to it out there. And that's, you know, it's a, it's, you know, she's from Russia. So it's a culturally Russian you know, a, a, a church, and so she was really excited when I shared her. It's her, you know, where it is and what's going on. And then there's two really good grocery stores, like Russian grocery stores, up there. Uh, and so, um, you know, I, I think that the cult, the cultural element. When I say identity, I'm talking about faith identity rather than cultural or ethnic identity. Although there is a culture within churches. Well, the the or, thing is that they they do tend to get mixed, and I, I suppose in a way that's unfortunate. So for for a place like America that is a, mel- a melting pot. Um, you do have groups of people who come from different ethnic and cultural backgrounds, and it is legitimate that to a certain extent they want to preserve elements of those backgrounds, right? But there's a difference between like uh, a Hellenistic club and a church. Yeah, They're, they serve two different functions, right. and I think that there is a certain problem when those two things get mixed together into one group because the idea of religion and a faith especially something like monotheistic like the christian faith is that this is something that's supposed to be applicable to everyone and yeah. and so there there is that element of you know everyone should be included in this somehow right and when you have strong ethnic and cultural uh elements that are that feel exclusive and create a barrier to entry, you could argue that that is not appropriate for something uh, that is religious in nature. And it, well, it's, it's so when, when I go to DC to the to the JK the Jamaat Kona, it's 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 a, it's a Pakistani community. Yeah. 
So immediately, you know, I walk in and I'm Roshni. I'm white. I'm a, I have a glow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and so, um, and immediately I'm not Pakistani. Yeah. Immediately. Uh, and so there's only, this was my first one. And, and, and so the cultural elements related to, there's a lot of cultural overlays that are Pakistani, which, which are troublesome because if you're just trying to be, you just want to be part of the community it's because you're, you've been isolated for a while. You, you don't want, you're not, I'm sure you're trying to be more into the culture, the faith community culturally than into the Pakistani community. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and so, uh, not that there's anything wrong with the Pakistani community. And then when I walk in and I, you know, like usually if there's people that don't know me, they're like, oh, well, you know, why are you here? What's going on? And then you're not Pakistani. And then, you know, then I'll say, you know, oh, you know, I'm, you know, yeah, I, I must say, and then they'll start talking and then they'll talk amongst themselves and in, interview and then, and then, and, then, and I'll, you know, I'll, 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 I'll put my hands up in the air and I'll be like, you know, like what's going on in, in Urdu and then they'll be like did he just understand what we said in Urdu you know yeah. and I'll be like yeah yeah and so the problem is is that and it's it becomes a tea party for something other than faith right and 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 then that can be hurtful and isolating you know and then we start moving away from like I said the core of the principles of of what you were talking about, right? What is faith, and is it bad, right? And defining what the badness is—it doesn't necessarily mean violent. It just means being exclusionary, uh, and diluting the faith, or or separating that that the faith from from its 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 comfort and worship purposes to a cultural and ethnic entity that becomes something like a social club, uh -huh. and so. And then going back to like the Church of Satan, like we were talking about David, like, like you don't throw that out there. And I'm, I'm saying that, like I, I don't think I've known. I mean, I've, I think I've, you know, I've interacted with the Satan, with a couple of Satanists. Um, I knew somebody who had an altar in his home, and I knew a few people that were doing things, and uh, and I and they always just say, oh, you know, you can, you know, come to this, for this and do that. And, and I, of course, am I curious? I mean, I've, I've been around the snake handlers and I've been around different, you know, faces and I'm always trying to, I didn't never worked where I was able to go and sit through a session mm -hmm. to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Um, but, uh, what, what, did, when you say your brother was a Satanist, what, what did he do other than, was there, I'm, I'm assuming there was a lot of outfits and a lot of, and a lot of sort of Gothic. Oh, to a certain you know, extent. But I what mean, does so that this, mean? Oh, this was obviously a long time ago. He got an upside down cross tattooed over his heart. He was into Norwegian black metal at the time. Okay. Scandinavian black metal. All right. So there were some you okay. know, costumes involved with that. Um, All right. But again, it was it was mostly just, uh, I think he, he mainly he took that form of expression because we came from a conservative Christian background and he wanted to make my parents as uncomfortable as possible. And let them know that he was not part of their system. I see. Right. And so it was a form of rebellion. And I think really for most Satanists, if not every Satanist, it's a form of rebellion. It's, it's um, you know, anti-institutional. It's subversive. Yeah. Well, they blew up the, they blew up, the, I just recently, the tablets. Did you see that? They, there was the, the Church of Satan tablets were, were blown up. Um, I, I was, I was listening to 
Ben Shapiro went on a whole thing about that. I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, it's very, I, very hard to listen to Ben. Um, are, are you talking about listening? Are you talking about listening to Ben, or are you talking <laughs> about the the tablets? I th- listening to Ben. I, I I find the sound of his voice to be un- intolerable. So I'll, you know, I'll, I could read something that he wrote and maybe be okay, but just listening, he's, listening to him talk is difficult for me. It's very choppy. Yeah. So you have to get in, you have to kind of get into the gate of it um whereas like joe rogan it was very you know or you listen to the conversation or you listen to some of the other you know the podcasts out there there is there's a you know it's a there's, there's more of a natural gate to it but he chops you know yeah uh, every, and and so you have to kind of be ready for that and and then there is a little bit of an endurance run uh, but i th- i don't know if i think that's just who he is which is nothing wrong with that but it's just sometimes it's a little be like i can't i can't do it so what happened with these tablets apparently somebody blew them up uh there was a uh uh some some t- i think i, I want to say ohio because that's generally where this stuff is right <laughs> well we were just talking about the uh headquarters of the church of satan in poughkeepsie which a few years ago uh some was burned down by an act of arson yeah but i think that's like these are affiliates so it's um um, so, so the, the, the news, the news, there's a, a medieval curse tablet summoned, summoning Satan discovered at the bottom. Oh, Jesus, this is something. What is uh, this? That's, that's not, that's not it. About. The, the bottom of a latrine in Germany. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, um, so, uh, sorry. I, I would imagine that you would find all sorts of things at the bottom of latrines in Germany. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean anything. Um, <laughs> that, that doesn't mean anything, but. Uh, it, it reminds me of a, an article that came out uh, about a year ago, uh, an archaeological archaeological discovery of one of the oldest examples of Hebrew writing, which was in the form of a curse. What is that? What? Sorry. What you just said? What is that? So it was like, like uh, uh, a little clay tablet or something like that that had like proto-Hebrew writing on it. And it was invoking uh, a curse against enemies in the name of God. So, <laughs> I just I love I love I love how you you just throw, you throw this little tidbit. Uh, it says wrecking Satan for Christmas because uh, uh, so it's it was let's see what this says. So it goes uh, Christians behead a satanic statue at the Iowa State Capitol. So let's just let's so that's that's what that that's what it was. Uh, uh, I seem I seem to recall that um that they did allow the statue to be put up at the Capitol because it, you know, in the interest of free speech and expression. Right. Um and that was not very long ago. So this is what this is what that that I you know listened to um you know so a former GOP political p- politician ripped apart a satanic temple statue in an Iowa's capital. Um, he's now facing criminal charge, but says his conscience is held captive to the word of God. He's raised nearly $80,000 for his legal defense. The maximum, maximum fine for his charge is 2500 So he's made a lot of money off of this. So, I mean, okay, so... For a group of people that that um, measure their success to the extent by which they are being persecuted, that seems somewhat ironic. 
Well, yeah. Well, you know my path. You know, I I know a lot about Christian you know, persecution, but I, I think the idea is that. I mean, he's just basically saying I can do whatever I want if I believe that God that that because I, I believe in God, a Christian God. Fantastic. Let's yeah. see. Let's follow that thread and see yeah. where it goes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's, that's really what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about not believing in a bad God, just taking any given well, that, well, tenet of your faith and follow it to its natural conclusion. Where does it like ob just objectively as ruthlessly as you can follow it all the way down to its natural conclusion? Where does it take you? Well, and that's why I thought, you know, to, to me, okay, so all my international religious freedom colleagues, not one of them has said a, a, a damn thing about this, mm -hmm. particularly the Christians, yeah. right? So when, and so people, you know, as a Muslim, I get criticized all the time about not governing my own, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not my job to govern my own, right? Um, but Muslims for Muslims uh, International focuses inward on engaging and bringing members of the Ummah to speak and to create dialogue and uh, and 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 write articles and 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 do and scholarly pursuits on the faith. Right? We do about twenty percent multi faith because that was a large part of my career. But the challenge is, is that where where this is a, a very to me a very clear plate case of religious expression allowed by the state. Uh, it's a faith group, no matter how many ways you slice it. It's a, we're, we're a country founded on religious freedom. I have, there's a pantheon of, of religious freedom advocates. There's an international religious freedom summit, which I helped start. I, you know, I, I, I worked pro bono for almost six months for, to, to, uh, Peter Burns and, and Ambassador Brownback to help move that forward. I'm not on any board of that, of that, their summit, the ministerial, I helped start. Which is all the all every not, I hate the name of it because that's the, the Christians named it because the double meeting. It's supposed to mean all the ministries from all the countries come, mm -hmm. but it means but the ministerial means to me ministers. But they did that on purpose. It sounds like something from like the golden golden compass. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's outrageous. <laughs> it's outrageous. But like they think that it's like they you know they think that they were they were smart about it. Um, and no religious freedom advocate particularly on the Christian side, has weighed in on this. Mm. And so you have an act of vandalism. You yeah. have a guy raising money. The fine is $2,500. He's got 80 grand. Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, he's saying, you know, God, you know, I believe that God said that, said that I can do this. So that, so my conscience said, do it. And obviously that's God's will. Yeah. So God's, God's will is to destroy this religious, this, free, this, this religious, expression of freedom um um and and in our country where it's you know sacred tenant of our constitution and no not one of them has said a damn thing yeah so and it won't make the news no one no pierce morgan won't go on and say do you condemn this guy you see what i'm saying this politician who did this they won't you won't pull christian on and say right that. um and that that to me shows a very straight sort of contradiction of, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not comparing what Hamas has done to the Israelis to what this guy has done to a statue. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying that there's no, there's, that there's no standard. There's no, there's no standard that's applied to these situations. It It's what's chasing the news. And then from there, it's, it's not applied uh, universally 
uh, to to uh, acts of violence. Right, and I think that that's kind of like the problem that we're discussing here is that within various contexts, we allow ourselves room to deviate from what we would other what otherwise consider to be um, un, uh, immovable tenants. Well, and so I... And that, it's a slippery slope, and that's the point that I'm trying to make. It's a slippery slope. If you don't address the maxims when they're like this, right? This guy destroying a statue, because now he's destroyed the statue, and there's a groundswell of support. He's, he's raised $80,000. And yeah. just imagine, eight, you know, 80,000 people donating a dollar. You yeah. know what I mean? That's 80,000 people, you know, or let's just say it's half that. Everybody... Two two dollars, ten dollars here, twenty. Let's just say it's forty thousand people or twenty thousand people that amounted to that eighty thousand. That's a groundswell of support for violence. Yeah, absolutely. Against another faith. Yeah. So there we are, right? Right. Which is this? Which then, if without looking at magnitudes and faith groups, then you look at Hamas. The ground there's there's an act of violence against another faith group. I don't know if I, I believe I believe that Israel Palestine is a land dispute. More so than a, than than Muslims against against the Jewish population, the Israelis, but as much as people want to make it into that, um, but you have but it is a faith group acting in violence against another faith group. So so it's a slippery slope. So what's this guy going to do next, or what is the next guy going to do? Not necessarily this guy going to do because now that there hasn't been any pushback from his own community and there is a groundswell of support. What's the next step? Yeah. Towards other faith groups. Yeah. And, and, and meanwhile, claiming persecution the whole time. Right. So it's, uh, I mean, the, the, the church of Satan was burned to the ground and they still never caught the guy. Right. In, in town. Yeah. And I'm not advocating for the Church of Satan, but I'm saying, you know. And culturally, there's like not a lot of, like not a lot of people are going to be pushing really hard to find the guy. Yeah. You know, because it's like, well, they're Satanists. What do they expect? Yeah. And so, yeah, we do draw these lines and they're always moving. They're always shifting, but they can lead into very dangerous territories. I mean, just thinking about, you know, the troubles in Ireland not very long ago, right? Uh, It is possible and has frequently happened in the course of history that two types of Christianity, two expressions of Christianity have engaged in hot warfare with each other. And um, if that can happen, then the lesson is, well, we need to be super careful and we need to be really clear about, okay, what, what are our actual values and are they conducive to living in a complex multicultural society yeah. and do we believe that there is an inherent value in everyone being able to feel safe you know in that way i i i'm a little uncomfortable expressing it exactly that way because i don't think life should necessarily be safe but i think that we life is better if as human beings we are not in fear of being harmed arbitrarily by other human beings well, I'll go a step further. When a faith, when someone claims faith and hides behind their conscience, I had to do what my conscience told me because God, told, God, God's, God's, God's backing that notion up, mm-hmm. right? And so, so when somebody acts that conducts an act of violence against another faith, 
because of their God and their belief, that's a problem. Yeah. That's what Muslims have been accused of. You know, there's like there's whole forums and is Islam a religion of peace? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, you're I got a guy destroying uh, statues in Iowa and raising funds for it under the auspices of Christianity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we can ask the same question here. You know, you know we got, you know, and then, and of course, there's other things going on uh, within different faith communities. But, um, you know, I, I, I had this conversation with a buddy of mine. We were having a, a cup of coffee. And, uh, and, he, and he, they were chatting back and forth about, you know, when it comes to something that happens, I go, well, you know, if I do something, the first thing people, people will dial in on is he's Muslim, you know, but if, if you do something, you know, Elliot or, or my buddy John does something, they're not going to, if they, then they go, well, is he Muslim? No. Okay. We won't mention this religion. Yeah. Because as we discussed, that's because we're in a, an essentially Christian context Yeah. now. And yeah. if we were in a different context, there would be reversed. Right. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. And if you were, if you're in Saudi Arabia or whatever, so, so you got to, you know, it's, it's, but the fact that the, if you boil it down to a single element, the, if you're, if your faith is telling you to, to transact violence, you're in trouble. Yeah. Because we talk, it goes back to that. How, how bad is your God? Yeah. And where we are how and how bad can it get if you reside in those in that company right well in a similar way to it's a, it's a good question to ask you know do i believe in a good god it's also a good question to ask what is the function of my religion yeah like what is the, what is the essential purpose of it right and to be honest about that yeah i mean christians believe that the essential function of their religion i would say is to bridge the gap to facilitate the bridging of the gap between God and man, right? Between God and humanity. No. There, there's a, there's something has separated humanity from God. God has made a way to bridge that gap. And Christians are the facilitation of that way. And it's, uh, I like to think about that. Okay. Uh, well, I, so next on Crossing Phase is religion meant to bring you closer to God? Well, I would say that religion is meant to bind people together. Community, theology, yeah. identity. Right? But when you're saying what's the but what's the purpose? Mm -hmm. So like so what's the end what's the end result? If you participate in those three things, what's the end result? Where what you're you're saying to get closer to God. Mm -hmm. Right? The the reason being that we I mean, for some it's just oh. paradise, for some it's just just a second. Why don't we end there? Want to end there? Oh yeah, we can we can wrap it up. I just saw a kid, and I need to make sure that they're okay. Beta, he's up. Mind that them there, so um, you cannot the see here's out cannot be with the man. Why don't you lead into the next? podcast with that question what's the purpose of right because so, for some people it's just paradise you know for some people it's just extreme for some people it's just extreme comfort after death for some people it's re reuniting with their families for some people i don't think a lot I, I mean maybe i'm wrong maybe a lot of people want to just you know be sitting next to god i i've never thought of i never thought about that 
I've never said to myself that the whole purpose of this is, I mean, some of it's just not to be judged and go to hell, yeah. you know, um, you know, so, it, it, but you're a Mormon. It, yeah, it, we have, it, we it, have it, religion. You get your own planet. We have religion because we have consciousness. So, you know, my cat is not thinking about the fact that one day he will die. I mean, you never know with cats. Let's just be honest. Okay, but I'm like, like, I think it's it, not, let's not muddy the water with. My, my guess is that, you know, uh, there, there's, there's no anxiety or conception in my cat's mind of, uh, I only have a limited time to live. I don't know what happens to me after I cease to live. And I'm worried about how I can be the best possible cat in the time that I have to live. Right? There's none of that is going on, but that's going on for humans. And so we have religion. So yeah, let's uh, by all means let's talk about that next week. Yeah, I think um, we should talk about. I'm the... sure we can nail this all down. Yeah, button I... it up, mirror it up. For well, people. yeah, I mean, let's yeah, just, yeah I think we need let's to solve this one. We need to describe down. what happens after death. Yeah, like what's the purpose next week on Crossing Faiths? What happens after death? I know you've been curious about it. We have the answer. Yeah, we have the answers. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is the, this is the cliffhanger. <laughs>